From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Wednesday, October 5th, 2022. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Kate Burdett. About a thousand people who are against abortion in Ohio gathered at the State House in Columbus today for the first ever Ohio March for Life. ONN's Brittany Bailey was there. People of all ages today, including many school children who were clearly out of class to be here today, many people holding signs. There were speakers on a stage set up at the State House steps there. Many of the speakers shared stories and shared a pledge to continue fighting to ban all abortion, and that included nearly 24 state lawmakers who took to the stage to show their support for this Ohio March for Life to ban all abortion in Ohio. I'm Brittany Bailey. As the abortion debate rages on in Ohio and around the U.S., city council members in Bowling Green, south of Toledo, are discussing protections for reproductive health. ONN's Amanda Fay in Toledo has the story with BG Council Member Nick Rubando. Council had its first reading of an ordinance that would change BG's unlawful discrimination rules to include reproductive health. Council members say this is something that would protect all women and anyone who becomes pregnant in the future. This was a piece of legislation that actually came from the ground up. So there was multiple organizations, grassroots organizations that approached me and other members of council. The ordinance will be read a final time in early November. I'm Amanda Fay. The 17-year-old driver charged in the hit-and-run crash that killed a University of Cincinnati student last week is reportedly connected to an auto theft ring and to a crash that injured a police officer in Kentucky last year. The driver, whose name is not being released due to his age, was arrested Friday for the crash that killed Caden Turner and injured another UC student when he allegedly ran a red light in a stolen SUV, then fled the accident scene on foot. The Cincinnati Inquirer reports that court documents reveal in October of 2020 the teen was one of four people in a stolen SUV that struck the cruiser of a Boone County deputy in Kentucky, requiring the deputy to receive stitches and to be treated for a broken leg. That incident also connects the teen to a vehicle theft ring. Prosecutors say they will move to try the teen as an adult. People on a street in a suburb east of Columbus found some unwanted material in their driveways. ONN's Andrew Kinsey explains. In Patascala, people there trying to figure out who's been putting white supremacy flyers on people's driveways. People say they've never seen anything like this happen before. But on Sunday, flyers popped up on several driveways and neighbors say, I don't need that kind of stuff in this neighborhood. And I thought that's the first thing was, what are we trying to start something? Patascala police telling us that they are not investigating because no crime was committed. I'm Andrew Kinsey. Akron City Council members got their first look at potential new dash camera technology for the city's police department. Dash cams were one thing the city's police chief promised to consider after the deadly police shooting of Jalen Walker back in June. ONN's Brianna Dahlquist has the story. Akron police officers do have body cameras, but Akron Police Chief Steve Smilet says body cams can leave out so many key details. Their goal is to have dash cam technology in all patrol vehicles, which is roughly about 50 within the department. For now, the city will go ahead and test out two dash cameras on cruisers starting next year. Now, Akron Police says dash cams have always been a topic of discussion, but it was a budget issue. City Council is hoping this will improve transparency and trust, and some members are confident that the vote will be passed once it gets to that point. I'm Brianna Dahlquist. A former U.S. Postal Service worker in Massillon has been sentenced to six months in prison after pleading guilty to charges of delay or destruction of mail and theft of mail. 
Bruce Murdoch also was ordered to pay more than $8,000 in restitution and a $20,000 fine for his actions when he was employed as an operations manager at the Massillon Post Office. According to details revealed from the court case, Murdoch removed parcels of mail before scanning. Detectives were unable to determine a total loss value or a total number of victims impacted during their investigations. The American Academy of Pediatrics, American Medical Association, and the Children's Hospital Association have asked the U.S. Attorney General to investigate and prosecute people who are threatening violence against children's hospitals and physicians that provide gender-affirming health care. ONN's Dave James reports. A letter to Merrick Garland says in part, quote, From Boston to Akron to Nashville to Seattle, children's hospitals and physicians are being targeted and threatened for providing evidence-based health care, unquote. Their demands come amid a spate of threats against doctors and institutions that provide medical care for transgender kids, sometimes including hormones or surgery for older teens. Children's hospitals across the country say they have substantially increased security. Dave James, ONN News. There's an update on the E. coli outbreak that Ohio and nearby states had a few weeks ago. ONN's Jeff Smith has more. The E. coli outbreak infected 24 people in Ohio and 67 in Michigan this past summer. The CDC was not able to determine the specific ingredient that caused the outbreak. However, more than 80% of the sick people said they ate at Wendy's restaurants before getting sick. The CDC has declared this E. coli outbreak over. I'm Jeff Smith. Ohio's food banks are getting more help from the state, but say they are still struggling. ONN's Brianna Dahlquist has the story. Governor Mike DeWine plans to send $15 million in stimulus funds to Ohio food banks, but the need is still great. The money is going to what the food banks are consistently low on, which is meat, eggs, and dairy products. The Akron-Canton Regional Food Bank released a statement saying, quote, this funding as grateful as we are, will not come close to filling the gap in food donations resulting from the supply chain crisis and a 40-year high inflation. I'm Brianna Dahlquist. Third-ranked Ohio State plays at unranked Michigan State this Saturday at 4 p.m. ONN's Dom Tiberi has more with Buckeye head coach Ryan Day. Be the Buckeyes' first road game of the year, and you know you really have to wonder how good the 5-0 Buckeyes could be on the offensive side, they have been without Jackson Smith and Jigba for most of the year, while Travion Henderson missed the last game. Next man up is in full swing at Ohio State. I guess it's been a, a silver lining here is that we've had to kind of go down the road of some different packages, and, and you can see that you know those guys have embraced it. you got to credit our, our staff and our kids for really embracing it and putting it on the field. I'm Dom Tiberi. And in northwest Ohio, a whole slew of people came together yesterday in a town near the Indiana border to save a pooch in Defiance County. ONN's Melissa Andrews in Toledo explains. A dog is saved after a village came together to rescue it. When the dog got stuck in a pipe in Hicksville, the fire department, sheriff's office, two other agencies, and several neighbors came to help. Finally, rescuers were able to get the dog named Ozzy out. Ozzy is doing okay. No word on how he got stuck in the pipe. I'm Melissa Andrews. Special thanks to our affiliates, WBNS-TV in Columbus, WTOL-TV in Toledo, and WKYC-TV in Cleveland for their contributions to today's podcast. I'm Kate Burdett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.